Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 582, coming to you on the 13th of February, the year of our Lord, 2024. Yes, that's right. It's one day before Valentine's Day. So, gentlemen, if you have not gotten something for your wifey, now is the time. I'll be uh, up front. I've got part of what I need to have. So I'm halfway there, folks. Halfway there. (laughs) Uh, There is time. Gentlemen, don't miss this up. You will not like it. (laughs) And and ladies, you got to have grace for you guys. All right. (sighs) On to the real thing. Today, we're going to do a Texas Tuesday. We're going to be talking about, oh, that's right, uh, Republican politics. Why? Because, well, (laughs) I just, I don't have anything else better to talk about. Well, that's actually not true. I have lots of other things I would rather talk about. There are other things that are more pressing. Certainly, we're due for another Texit Tuesday. But at the end of the day, this has to be addressed. This has to be dealt with. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, Before I get into the topic du jour, let me remind you the best way you can help me, the best way that you can uh, assist on the growth of the program, on the reach of the program, is to like, share, and follow the program. Go to your favorite social media and follow me. Go to your favorite podcatcher and follow me. Sign up for those notifications. Apparently that helps. That makes a difference. You know, that we are playing games with the algorithms. Not to complain. It's just the way it is. Private businesses and all that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> also... You can still find my program on YouTube in part, but realistically, this is a labor of love. At some point, if I at least can break even, that would be nice. But for right now, we're here. We're doing this. We're, we're going to keep standing up because it matters. What we do matters. Where we're going matters. Everything that you choose to invest in can and will pay a dividend later in life. So here we go on with the show. All right. So if you haven't been paying attention, if you've, this is the first time you've ever dropped in, let me set the stage here. I'm a long term Republican precinct chair. I'm actually on my second precinct chair stint. The first time I did, um, between eight and 10 years. Now I'm in uh, a, a little over a year on my second stint. I've been to, uh, participated in, I should say, for 2014, 2016, 2018, 2020, which really doesn't count, and 22 state conventions. I've served on my platform committee. I guess twice previously, and this will be the third time. And I got to go down and represent for SD8 in 2022. Why do I tell you this? Why does this matter? Well, because I see myself as a good Republican. Now, I am a Liberty Republican. Some would say a Libertarian Republican. However you want to couch that, however you want to describe that, I leave that to you. But at the end of the day, I often sacrifice my preference for the principle, my preference for the party, not the principle for the party, but the preference. We all are supposed to 
acknowledge we're on the same team. We're working to the same or at least similar goals. And some folks seem to struggle with that. Some folks don't want to give up their control. They don't want to give up their influence, whatever it may be. And that causes friction. Then there are those that think they are right and everybody else is wrong. And that causes friction. Then there's the establishment or at least the ruling class or whatever your preference is. They're in charge. They want to maintain it, but they don't have the numbers anymore. They have the money, but they don't have the sheer numbers at the local level. So that causes friction. Then you have the folks that, well, just want to be a part of the party and have some influence and make sure that things get done. And by and large, they're sitting at the sidelines wondering what in the world did they sign up for? Why am I here? Why are we spending all this time fighting amongst ourselves? The enemy's at the gates and we're in trouble. We need to figure it out. Okay, so now that I've explained that and kind of prefaced where I'm coming from and why it matters, let's take a few minutes to explain the topography of the Republican establishment party. Okay. I, for one, made peace with the establishment a long, long time ago. The establishment has both morphed, matured, and to some extent become less influential. That being said, there's always an establishment. The establishment always wants their piece of the action, right? They always want to have some say in the matter. But if you spend all your time hating on the establishment, sometimes known as rhinos, and abusing them and making enemies of them, of course, they're going to fight back. Of course, they're going to do what they need to do in order to survive. Not sure why this is a surprise to people. I'm not sure why people can't figure this out. But when you create an enemy that wasn't necessarily there, they act like enemies. Now, so the Republican establishment slash rhinos, they come in different stripes and different flavors. And I believe there are good conservative establishment types. I believe there are good conservatives that get lumped in with the establishments. And I believe there's good liberty lovers that align with the establishment on several issues or work with them because they are the establishment. I would probably see myself somewhere on the outskirt edge of being a good liberty lover that works with the establishment when it's advantageous. But then we have to describe and define what is the establishment. Because I'll tell you here in Collin County, the quote-unquote establishment is different depending on who you're talking to. So they would say anybody in party leadership is establishment. They would say any elected official is establishment. They would say anybody that has a important job that gives money to the party is establishment. I just don't go there. I, I don't agree with them. There are elected officials. Some of them are more establishment than others. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But there's still our elected officials. They're on our team. We need to be willing to at least work with them or hear them out. But again, I digress. Then there are those that are, let's say, very influential in the city or the locality that they're in that may or may not be establishment, but their money talks. And a large part of these folks are really just in it for their business. They're they're wanting to make money. They're not uber concerned with any principles, so to speak. They just want to stay tight with those that are in power. Those are the people we need to watch out for. And I'll revisit that here in just a minute. And then there are the folks that obtain party leadership. Now I will tell you firsthand in Collin County, 
pretty much everybody in party leadership is not the same as what they were 10 years ago, which is not the same as what it was 15 years ago, which is honestly, in many cases, not the same as it was five years ago. It changes, it morphs, it, it follows with the demographics of the area as well as the demographics of the involvement of the people. This is a good thing. It's appropriate. But you can't turn a blind eye that even if you are on the Republican Executive Committee and you have a certain amount of influence over the Republican Executive Committee, that does not mean that you represent everybody in your precinct, much less everybody in your district, much less everybody in the county. You need to have, well, I want to say this nicely. You need to understand that what you want and what you think, while they may be your principles, isn't necessary in alignment with the people that you represent. You have to keep that in mind. Well, a prime example of this would be, in some respects, Jeff Leach of four years ago, right? Jeff Leach was in a district that was at best purple, light pink purple. So he had to make deals and he had to not stir up his opposition too much in order to stay elected. The same could be said of Matt Shaheen. And I've talked about this in the past before, and it was real easy to hate on these guys, right? Oh, they didn't, they're not a Republican stalwarts. Well, no, because their district changed. Maybe they changed. In fairness, I, I think that would be more appropriate to say that Jeff changed as well as his district. But on the major key issues, did they really change that much? Did they really abandon us? I don't know. Perhaps it is the people that got involved just want more. And I don't have a problem with wanting more. In fact, I want more. We move the ball to the 10-yard line. We'd like our touchdown now, please. Now, there are multiple reasons why that may occur. And again, I'm not looking to disparage any elected official because this is the inverse of what I normally do, right? Let's look at what we're doing at the grassroots level. If we spend all of our time fighting with our elected officials, if we spend all of our time purifying the other grassroots people, if we spend all our time beating up on the people that donate to the party and alienating those people that might be interested in joining the party, are we doing ourselves any good? Does it make sense for 10% of the county party to determine the entirety of what the county party does? Does it make sense for 51% to throw out the door things we've done in the past because at this moment they're not happy about it anymore? I mean, this is a larger question, and it's not just happening in Collin County, right? We're supposed to be focusing on the team. We're supposed to be working towards the greater good. But again, the Republican Party is at war with itself. Now, you can look at the statewide elections. You've basically got the... Uh, just use names. You got uh, Ken Paxton and Sid Miller versus Greg Abbott. That's what it boils down to. I mean, Lieutenant Dan, I guess, is at least nominally on his side, but enough of that. I, I mean, if we're concerned about the future of Texas, if we're really concerned about what's best, we got to put some of this aside. We got to focus on the team. And yeah, we have maybe individual players that don't perform or don't do what we want them to do, but they're still on our team. And we need to remember that. We need to act on that. We need to quit making enemies out of people on our team. I, I just don't understand the wisdom of that, but that's, that's what we're doing. It, it's not a good idea. It's not a good look. 
and it's very detrimental. And, you know, I will, I'll just be straight. I, I don't have a lot of confidence that this is going to last long term. I, I don't understand why anybody thinks that the immediate should trump everything else. But that's where we're at. We're, we're at everybody at everybody's throat for some little grasp at power or authority or whatever, which isn't going to net what we need. It's not going to get us where we need to go. It's not going to protect Texas. It's certainly not putting Texas first. And you may recall that is one of my primary concerns, putting Texas first. And if we're not willing to set aside minor differences or even some moderate differences, we're never going to be able to put Texas first. And I've tried and I've tried to work with people on all sides here to put Texas first and consider the bigger picture and try and get the wins that we have to have, worry about the wins that we would prefer to have after we get the have to haves. But it just seems like I'm falling on deaf ears. And look, this is not unique to Cowan County. So I want to spend just a few minutes. I'm going to cut it short today, but I'm going to spend just a few minutes talking about Denton County. And I know I've talked about this a little in the past, but their disgraced former chairman started his own PAC. And wouldn't you know, all the elected officials that want to run for re-election is now switch sides. They're not going to be part of the, the Republican Party of Denton County. No, no, no. We're going to join the PAC. Now, maybe there's some that'll do both. I'll give them grace on that. I'll say that maybe that's the case. And honestly... If you're running for office, you probably don't want the pack upset with you. But this guy was a disgrace. He nearly ran the Denton County Executive Committee into the ground. He refused to have meetings. He was do- donating to Democrats. He's doing all sorts of unsavory things. And and I don't want to cast dispersions, but one might wonder, is he also from New Jersey? I mean, he's in transportation. That's like somebody that's in sanitation. I mean, <clears throat> You got to know what you're dealing with. And I probably don't want to pick a fight with the guy because I don't want cement galoshes either. But at the end of the day, are you not the least bit concerned? Are you are you not bothered by the fact that the very people that are running for office that formerly were leading things are willing to stab you in the back at the drop of a hat or are willing to seize control because they think they know better than everybody else. And this goes on both sides, right? Both sides of the equation are doing it to each other. We see a piece of this going on in Collin County. We see it full on happening in Denton County, which is mirroring what's going on in Montgomery County. And well, you know, I told you there's some trouble out in Tyler, right? I don't have all the evidence or the information that I had hoped to have at this time. Suffice it to say their own chairman went on record saying that basically we need to purge and get rid of some of our precinct chairs because they don't tell the line. They're not moderate enough. I mean, those are my interpretations of what he said, but it's out there. You should go look it up. And then I'm not really sure how this happens. And I, and again, I'm sure there's, some grace that needs to be given here, but their current sheriff that's running for reelection apparently has the same problem Biden has draw your own conclusion here. I'm not really sure why you would vote for a guy like that, but it's expected he's going to win reelection. Why wouldn't that guy have the sense to say, you know what? I'm not mentally fit or I'm not physically fit. I probably ought not run. And if he's not up to that decision on, on his own, much like the current resident, 
you would expect the wife or the close people around him to say, hey, you know what? It's probably best you stop now. You're not really ready for prime time. You're really not fit to serve in this office anymore. Perhaps you might even consider resigning and picking your replacement or at least letting your team pick an appropriate replacement going in. And the same could be said for resident Biden that can be said for this sheriff out in Tyler, or sorry, Smith County. It's Tyler, but Smith County. But this is it. And then the Republican Party stands by and ignores all this because, well, he's got an R after his name. And I imagine that the same county chairman out there is cheerleading behind the sheriff. Meanwhile, he's saying, well, we don't want activists. We don't want good conservatives. We just want people to toe our party line the way we describe it and the way we (laughs) the way we feel it should be. And we're going to put forth a guy that's borderline incompetent to run for sheriff. And we're okay with that. You all need to suck it up and vote for this guy anyway, because he's got an R after his name. Never mind all the other trash that we're dealing with in the entirety of the country. In Texas, we can't even get it right with the very people that are supposed to be doing the right thing and leading the way and supposed to be on our team and supposed to have their heads outside of their fourth point of contact focusing on, or is it fifth point of contact? I don't know anymore. Who cares? They're supposed to have a little more sense than that. Now, you can understand why a young green grassroots person comes in full of pee and vinegar thinking they're going to change the world. I was one of them. I still sympathize with them, but somebody wiser and a little bit older needs to come alongside them and say, Hey, you know what? That's very good. Mr. Precinct chair, Mr. Grassroots person. You're absolutely right. And I agree with you on many of these things, but if you want to get them done, there is a process to follow. Yes. I know it's time consuming. Yes. I know it requires some more effort, but this is the best way to do it. Cause you have to get people on board. You have to get people to agree with you. If you jam things down people's throat and they don't agree with you, guess what? They don't want to listen to you anymore. They don't care what you think anymore. They don't want to work with you anymore. You negate any good that you're going to be able to accomplish. I contrast this with the long-term elected officials. They're there now. They have tons of money in their pocket and they don't think they need the grassroots. They don't think they need anything from us. And unfortunately, they may prove themselves to be right, But that's in part our own fault because we needed to have an approach. We needed to have an open hand. We need to be willing to tell them you're wrong. You got this wrong. You're really screwed up. But guess what? You're better than the alternative. The fact of the matter that we went and found a slew of people to run against the incumbents because, well, we're on the retribution tour here. We want to run these people off because we didn't like how they voted on one specific thing. Well, that might sound great in theory. It's not going to work out well for us in practice. And again, The war between the party continues. And I've often wondered what's going to happen when it gets to near parity, when there's almost as many Democrats as there are Republicans. Now, we can do some tweaking and change some things and forestall that, but demographics is destiny. The, the way things are happening, and especially when they push through this latest round of amnesty, Texas will go the way that California went, unless... But what makes you think that these very same people that we've been vilifying, that we've been going after making their lives miserable, some of them deserving it, mind you, what makes you think that they won't just simply switch parties? I mean, think about it. There is a long history of a lot of people that left the Democrat Party to join the Republican Party. So what do you think is going to happen when they determine that it's advantageous to become Democrats? Well, some won't. Some will just retire. They'll move on. They'll go do something else. Maybe they'll go to greener fields, right? They'll go up to Oklahoma or uh, 
Idaho or Wyoming or something like that. Maybe. But <clears throat> political animals will change their stripes at a whim so that they can stay in power, so they can stay in authority. What makes you think that John Cornyn won't become a Democrat again if he should be there when this happens? What makes you think that some of these other state <clears throat> senators, the state uh, reps, or even our own congressmen won't turn tail and join the other team because it's advantageous. They want to stay in power. They say, well, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. Hmm, have you heard that before? Well, they're just too conservative for me. They're too radical. They're MAGA people. They can't be trusted. Yeah, you you can't see this? You can't foresee that in the future? Well, I'm here to tell you, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. Put Put this date down. You know, February the 13th, 2024, Stephen Callis is calling it. We're going to lose at least a half a dozen, if not more than a dozen officials that are going to change parties when it becomes convenient for them to do so. They're going to become Democrats or, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to become independent and caucus with Democrats. Or maybe they'll be independent and caucus with Republicans, but only after Republicans lose their authority and their power. And we will have done it to ourselves. We will have... <clears throat> fail to anticipate this likely outcome because we're so fixated in controlling the party because we're so fixated in getting what we want. We missed the bigger picture. We missed the sellout. We missed the flip. Sometimes you have to make deals. Sometimes you have to work with people that are less than perfect because quite frankly, we're not a 62% state anymore and it's only going to continue to go further. And you can blame everybody that you want, but it really boils down to you put your kids in the government indoctrination camp and you got good little Democrats. Go look at yourself, Boomer. Hmm. And I'm not innocent either. I'm Gen X. Go look at yourself in the mirror, Gen X. The millennials are here and the way they're jacked up reflects poorly on both us as Gen Xers and the boomers. We didn't protect them. We didn't guide them. We threw them in the mill of government education and are surprised that we got government loving people. And they actually believe the stories they've been told. There's no evidence to suggest that anything positive has ever come out of government running everything. But here we are. I don't know how we unring this bell, but here we are. And when we continue to run, Candidates that have no business running, whether it's the sheriff out in Smith County or it's Hagenbaugh in Denton County that doesn't even live in SD30, but apparently he's going to get a free pass. What should we expect? It should have been really easy for a court or better yet, the Republican Party to say, well, look, uh, you don't actually live in that district. And the address you put down is an office building that's not even zoned residential. You're not qualified to run for that district. I would have liked to have seen that months ago, a month ago, weeks ago, something. But no, they cowered and failed to do the very most basic thing they could have, should have done. And we can blame the party and we can blame the courts. But at the end of the day, it is we, the people that failed to do that. Now I'll give cred where credit is due. Denton County, the Republican Party has turned the corner after they shed the, <laughs> the duplicitous leader that they had, i.e. Brent Hagenbaugh. They promptly said, hey, buddy, you don't live in the district. We don't want you campaigning for that district. We want you to go away. And oh, by the way, we're probably going to go ahead and censure you. Well, that's great. 
but I'd like to know what the other districts are going to do, what the other counties are going to do. And I wish I could tell you that Collin County was going to follow suit and Collin County was going to do the right thing. But unfortunately, Collin County can't seem to figure anything out because... <laughs> Well, a certain group of people just can't let go of whatever manipulations they think they're going to be able to pull off this cycle. And when you've got somebody with a failing record thinking that they're better suited to take over the party than the people that have been basically getting things done, not well, but getting things done, I'm not sure how you can possibly see that as an improvement. Because they just point the finger at everybody else that didn't do what they want them to do. Never mind, they were the one that ran candidates that couldn't win on their own so if you want to be mad and you want to be disappointed at anything go look in the mirror first if you're a good republican go look in the mirror ask, ask yourself the hard question is there a way through this what do we got to do in order to win can we please focus on something other than nitpicky bogus issues that separate us now look it's not a bogus issue that we got a guy that's not competent to be running for a sheriff out in Smith County. And it's not bogus that you got a guy that doesn't even live in the district that he's running. Those aren't bogus issues. But when you're talking about a 10% difference on candidate A versus candidate B running for the same thing, and you can't agree that, hey, maybe, just maybe, if we're trying to off a Democrat in a municipal race, we ought to run a good moderate. And we ought to run a good conservative. And perhaps the moderate wins, perhaps the conservative wins, but we get rid of the crazy leftist. I mean, this shouldn't be a difficult strategy to understand, but apparently we can't get there because some people got it in their head that it's their way or no way at all. And if I sound a little animated, yes, it's because I am. It's because the utter frustration of trying to work with people and fix these things and get stuff done just wears you out. But the good news is, I'm not quitting, I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to show up the next time and the next time and fight the good fight and keep doing what I think is best in my own mind to help the party, to help our principles, and to get us across the finish line. And with that, let me remind you, you should go and do the same. I will see you on the other side.